It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Play Action Pass podcast. It's Friday. I'm joined as always by 1A and 1A, as they know by me. Uh, Rob and Tony, how are you doing, gents? All good. I'm probably doing a little bit better than Roberto after last night's game, but uh, yeah, all good, yeah. Yeah, not, not too bad. Yeah, bad, bad, bad uh, showing yesterday in, in the main league, but but yeah, um, pretty good. Been some good, some dynasty trades as well. So yeah, good, good start to the day. Yeah, good bit of business done already. Um, Tony, you did flag that maybe Rob should look at the weather. Maybe should look at the teams. Maybe should have texted the old friend of ours, the weatherman, Marcello. Uh, Marcello oh, yeah. help him out with the weather, maybe. Friend of the show. Uh, what is he? One and eight. Uh, one and seven. Soon to be one and eight. Oh no, he's one and eight. Sorry, he's playing eight. me, so he's not. He's not going to be one and eight. He's going to be two and seven. <laughs> I think Rob, you're a bit of a you're a bit of charity in the main league. You've lost I am to me. The moment. I and am. You're going to lose to bottom of the league. Yeah, the most. The most. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, you're. Uh, you just you know you're making the league a bit more competitive, and then you're you're just sw- swan into the playoffs at the end. Oh, I wish. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, wicked. Well, let's start off with last night's game then. Bit of a bit of review of that. The Panthers beating the Falcons. Um, Rob, we'll go with you first because you started a few players here. I did look for you. Yeah, so not a not a great game for me. I mean, the reason why I started Terrace Marshall and Kyle Pitts, but um, yeah, it, it, I think though obviously the weather has was it was talked about earlier on in the week. That uh, it was going to be, you know, strong winds, heavy, heavy rain. I don't think the wind was that a fact, much of a factor, really. I mean, it's hard to see on the TV, but it definitely tipped down with rain um, and made made it difficult. But both teams were looking to establish the run. Um, the Panthers did it better this week than the Falcons. Um, great game for Deontay Foreman, you know, looking really good. Um, you know, I think it's, he is game script dependent, though, I think, because... Um, you know, when they go, when they fall behind, he's, um, you know, as we've seen last week, he doesn't get, you know, they don't need, they have to throw the ball then. So it, it just changes it. And obviously the Panthers are not a good team. Um, so more, you know, more, more weeks than not, he's going to be, they're going to be chasing games as opposed to winning games, um, even though the new coach and staff are doing well. So, but big game for him overall. Um, the wide receivers for the Panthers, uh, DJ Moore uh, and Terrace Marshall just didn't get enough look-ins. I mean, PJ Walker was very conservative this week. I think worried about his job, probably wanted to try and make sure he, you know, he stayed on the field. So he had a terrible output. So hopefully nobody started in this week. Probably wouldn't anyhow, just just on the basis that he probably lose, you know, lose his job during the game. Um, and on the other side with Mariota, I think it's time now. I mean, he saved his week at the end with that drive and that touchdown, a bit like Brady esque at the end there. But um, you know, he got eighteen points, but. He's just making very bad you know, his accuracy, and this is the reason why Pitts is struggling. You know when they don't throw, you know when they do throw the ball, is that he's just not accurate. Um, you know you've seen it more and more. He's missed Pitts on probably at least four or five of his uh, many targets that uh, that Pitts had. Was it eight? So you know two out of eight. I mean he caught a great one, um, and he had to that. You know he had to grasp that really high in the air. So Mario is on borrowed time. You know, if you've got him in any formats, you know, probably more dynasty than redraft, then, um, you know, now's the time to sort of get out when he had a, a decent game because he, he's just not, not obviously not the long-term answer. Um, and then, you know, Drake London caught the touchdown this week. It could have been Pitts, could have been either one. But again, they try, they're still trying to run the ball even when they're losing. So hopefully they'll keep losing and, and soon, you know, the coaching staff will either get, get axed or they'll have to um, change the way they play. Yeah, what have you got to add to that, Tom? Uh, no, nothing really, although, um, oh yeah, Foreman was a, not a surprise with Hubbard back. You know, everyone was saying, actually, when Hubbard was fit and healthy, he was more of a 50-50 split. But, but Foreman did enough in his absence to keep the role. So that was good to see for him. Uh, he looks strong going forward. Um, and yeah, the Falcons, you know, did they take themselves out of contention now? That was a big loss for them. They could have made a statement last night if they won, um, to the Bucks especially. So uh, it looks like Tampa Bay are back in the driving seat in that division. The Panthers out of it then? Because they, they, they won two out of well, three. They, I don't know what I don't know. What they, no, uh, they're three. They're, th- they're three wins. 
uh, Falcons are four wins and Bucks are four. So if the Bucks win, they go to five W. It'd be basically Bucks, Falcons, and Panthers in that order. If the Bucks beat Seattle, which I think well, if they do, well, yeah. But if they don't, then then if they don't, it's four, happen. four, and three. Yeah, mm-hmm. with okay. the Falcons and the Bucks at the top. Well, that takes us on nicely because we're going to talk about the Bucks in a second. Just a quick change of format. So usually we run through the stats and sits. That'll still be in here, but it'll be layered into game by game review, basically. So great idea from Rob. Um, so let's kick it off with the uh, with the Bucks and the Seahawks. Quick reminder: this game starts earlier, is in Germany. So make sure you get your lineup set. Um, Tony, we'll go to you first. Who looks? You know, who are you excited about in this game? Who are you cautious of? Um, I think this might be a really high-scoring game. So we've been surprised with the Bucks. The win against the um, Rams was huge for them. I, I can't stress how much that that result was because it, it could have gone. That that could have been blow it all up, drop all the vets. You know, in come the new rookies and all this good stuff. And and all of a sudden, there's a bit of a change in change in the Bucks' um, philosophy there. With the Falcons losing as well last night, I think the Bucks look at the look at it. You know, very carefully here, and realize after the bye they could be in a really strong position. I think they, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think though, Brady will want, not want to go to Germany and put on a um, poor performance. So I'm expecting a bounce back from the Bucks in this game. Um, I think you know, normal people can be started. Evans, Godwin, um, you know, and and I probably could play both running backs in this game. They both get enough. I've been talking about Rashad White for a while on this uh, podcast. Um, and I think both him and Lenny are a start worthy in this game. Um, I'd probably leave the tight ends alone now because Brate's back. And I think they might, I'm not sure who they go to. It's surprising, actually, with Cameron Brate back for the Bucks because I thought they would give him another week off with a bye next week. But somehow he's flying to Germany. So puts a bit of a dampener on K. Dotton. And on the other side, I think they'll run up. As, like I said, I think it'd be high scoring. I think you start all the normal people. So the two receivers, very similar again, two receivers and a running back, Ken Walker. Um, and Gino's a good play as well. So, yeah, looking forward to this one, I think. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Anything to add to that? Only the over-unders. I've just pulling them up as we were talking, as, as Antonio was talking. So, yep. on, this, on this one, we're over, we're at 44 and a half. So, um, that's pretty average. That's pretty, yeah. It's not, it's not really high, but it's not, it's not really it's not low. low. So, no, no. It's, it's always difficult isn't it, when you go, when they go abroad, whether, because of the yeah. travel, whether you have uh, these big shootouts. But, yeah. Um, Nothing really to add. I think, yeah, you start all, start all your Seahawks and um, and you probably start all your, your Bucks. Yeah, should be an exciting game. Um, okay, moving on to, to Buffalo then. Obviously, concerns around Josh Allen leading into this one hasn't practiced last two days. Versus the Vikings, another two teams in form. Rob, you first. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so it's all dependent for, for the Buffalo side on Josh Allen, whether he plays. Um, obviously, if he does, you know, you start digs, you probably flex Gabe Davis. Um, if he, you know, if he sits, then I would probably, you know, shy away from Gabe Davis because, you know, his usage is only down long down the field. And, and if they bring in um, Case, is it Case Keenum? Um, mm-hmm. As, as the backup, he obviously hasn't got Allen's arm. So, um, you, you know, Diggs is still going to get his, but probably Gabe Davis would be the odd man out then. So just one to monitor and one to watch. The over-under on this one is 43 and a half. So again, it's not spectacular. Um, middle of the road, so to speak. So, yeah. And obviously the running back, it's difficult. I think Gandonia mentioned last week, Cook was getting a, a few carries. Um, so Singletary... I would probably sit Singletary um, myself, just based on on the matchup. Minnesota good defense, um, and if Allen doesn't play, yes, they probably try and run the ball a bit more with Singletary. But you just worry about how many points they'll score if he doesn't play. So, so yeah, be cautious. Probably sit Singletary for me. Um, and then on the other side, Cousins, he's probably a sit this week if you've got a better option. Um, if you stream someone better than Cousins, I mean, obviously Buffalo is still legit um, defense. So, yeah, and it's in Buffalo. So I, I would be probably shying away from Cousins. Cook would be a good start this week. I think um, 
Buffalo have been run over a few games now, so I like Cook this week. He's been he's been a bit worried. I've got him in. I mean, he's a bit of a worry in the last few weeks, just just on not getting the um, uh, you know, the yardage. Um, he's saved by a, a catch, you know, passing touchdown last week. So, but I think he's a good play this week. Uh, I don't rate the Bills um, front. And then you've got obviously Jefferson's obviously a must start regardless, even though I think you've got to temper expectations this week. I think this could be a tough matchup for him. Um, I'm not sure what Antonio might know better on the um, the Bills back lines and whether you know Milano and all are back yet. I don't know, but um, and feeling for me is probably a sit as well uh, in this matchup. Yeah, just looking at the the quarterback then you mentioned sitting Cousins. Uh, I'll throw a few names at you: Carr, Goff, Brissett. All of those over him. So Brissett certainly. Um, Carr, um, who Vegas got Colts. Mm, um, nope. No, I would probably say, yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> yeah, I would probably say Cousins. And who's the other one? Um, Goff. Goff, uh, Chicago. So that could be a shootout. So yeah, probably go Goff. Okay. So we found a line there. Tony. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think I think this might be. Um, I think you're right when you talk about the Bills uh, struggling on the defense. You know, the Jets had success over them last week and I don't think just looking at the injuries they're not going to be back in time and it doesn't look like so even if I mean let's say Josh Allen plays because I think they would have ruled him out by now I think although you know you never know um, I I think this might be high, sneaky high scoring with the defences um, especially Buffalo's one and Minnesota you could sit on Singletary their run defence is good but that just means they'll probably throw a little bit more especially if Allen does play, they're not going to play him and and not throw the ball, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, he either sits uh, and, and then obviously it's Case Keenan with, with a full, like, throwing arm or whatever. Or, or if Allen plays, I think you just start everyone again. Um, yeah, I think Minnesota comes back and forth. Also, it's the Cook brothers facing off for the mm. first time. That would oh, be yeah, fun. That. Yeah, when you said Cook, I was thinking, obviously, I've, I do think James Cook is a buy low the moment in any format so we'll see if he gets on the field against his brother I think Heinz usage will probably pump up a little bit this week as well obviously he just got traded last week so I'm yeah. against I, I you know, disagree with the long term but I think um, yeah I want to see Heinz's usage going it should be a little bit more okay moving on then to the Lions 2 and 6 versus the Bears 3 and 6 um, does the Justin Fields show continue well, it, it doesn't matter if it doesn't. I think you've got to trust that he, he's, he's in everyone's lineup now, especially with these couple of matchups coming up. This one is a good matchup against Detroit. Although, you know, we did think Detroit against Packers might produce a bit more points last week, and they didn't. It looked all right against Rodgers, but I think that's just a factor of Rodgers breaking down. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're, bang, we're running on fields this week. And with the, they're the highest man zone, man man coverage uh, defense in the whole entire league by a country mile the Detroit Lions um, so obviously that's good for rushing quarterbacks as they'll have the backs turn the quarterbacks so I see Fields throwing up another rushing line up there probably bad, worse than news for the running backs um, if Fields takes some of those running rushing but you're probably going to start both actually I think Herbert even though he's Sorry, you're probably not going to start Herbert unless you have to but you know by weeks and injuries and all that he's not a bad desperation play uh, Mooney can be trusted against the Detroit Lions, I think. Um, Claypool probably want to wait and see, and Komet's probably a desperation tight end. Um, the other side is the imp- interesting bit, because obviously Swift, last week I was very hands-off Swift, um, and I did say that on the podcast. But I think this week we probably trust him a little bit more, and I think he can probably be thrown into your lineup. Um, Jamal Williams is definitely a start. And uh, I think this is an Amara game. If it does go back and forth, he's ready to blow up. So uh, he's window shutting on him to buy low <laughs> very shortly, I would say. Um, and I agree with Rebecca with Goff over Cousins. I think it's a good start as well. Uh, just on the Amara, so, I mean, that's pretty on the spot. So, but what sort of, if you were making an offer for him, what are you looking at? So any PPR league, um, I'm quite bullish on him, I think, for a um, end of season finish um so yeah if we're going like for like the likes of um 
Chris Godwin. I would take probably Amarina in a PPR league. Um, obviously, Michael Pittman goes without saying. That, that level of receiver, you're taking Amarai, even though he hasn't really produced the last two weeks. So, you know, it's not a given that someone's going to look at Amarai and, and value him what he was at the start of the season. His, his value's gone down with Pittman and probably Godwin not getting in the end zone. Um, I know Godwin's quite a popular by low candidate as well, but I do think Amarai in PPR is safe. And I think he's going to, um, yeah, he's primed for a bit of an explosion down the stretch. All right, nice one. Uh, Rob, your thoughts on uh, the Lions and the Bears? Not a lot more, just other than the, again, the over-unders on this one is 48 and a half. So the Vegas is thinking this is going to be a high-scoring game, which is what we, I think we both agree it could be. So that's obviously good news for both the quarterbacks. I think the only, the only conversation is like, yeah, like Anton just mentioned, is Swift, whether you start or sit him this week. I think they've already said they're going to try and use him a little bit more, um, you know, he had very limited touches last week, still put up a few points. So you probably have to play him. Um, and then on the, yeah, yeah. and then I guess Armand Ra is probably the only safe receiver. Um, I think if it was indoors, I would look at Khalif Raymond and maybe Josh Reynolds if he's back. But being outdoors and in a bit of a windy environment, you don't know if uh, Khalif Raymond's going to come through. But you can't really trust anyone else other than Armand Ra, I think. But if it was in the dome, probably. It's a high scoring, though. It's a high high points and um, things. So you you'd think that Vegas obviously mm. thinks they're going to throw the ball a lot because obviously you're not you're not getting fifty odd points just rushing the ball. So yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know what the weather's like, but it's it's implying that it's going to be a bit of a shootout and they're going to throw the ball quite a bit. So the weather might be decent in mm. Chicago. But yeah, it's yeah they they they're dart throws whatever whatever way you look at. It. Yeah. All right. Moving on then, Jacksonville. Uh, three and six versus the Chiefs, six and two. Rob, we'll go to you first on this one. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so the the over under on this one is 50 and a half, so pretty big scoring, um, which is no surprise, uh, in Arrowhead for, for the Chiefs. Um, Mahomes obviously is a must start. Um, the running backs, probably for me, I would just sit them all. Um, if you're desperate, you could possibly flex Pacheco because he seemed to have a little bit more of the work and he's probably the most explosive of the three that they've got um, but I wouldn't feel confident and then the wide receivers I think you still got to you know run the hot hot wide receiver in Juju um, you know his th- last three games have been very good putting up some really good points um, 20, 23 and 15 so I like Juju in this game um, I'm, a, I'm a sit on MVS though the high scoring says he could could catch that one it's just I think Antonio's mentioned it many times you know he should have had his big game mm. last week he didn't it's probably a play you should just drop to the wire now because you can't yeah he's best ball great you know he's in your he's in your squad but as a lineup player it's just too much risk you know it's a, it's a desperation uh flex and Hardman I think is struggling so we could see Tony uh, in, you know integrated a little bit more in the offense um but again you you don't want to play any of these guys till or especially Tony until you know he's starting to see more touches as the season progresses. And then Jacksonville. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably, a, he's a good player. I probably prefer Lawrence this week over Cousins. I think we mentioned Cousins as a, I, say, I think as a sit, but I think Lawrence, I, do, I, don't, I don't rate the Chiefs um, defense. Um, they are better at home, but I think Lawrence can still, could probably have a few picks, but he's, they're going to have to try and play in this game and stay, and stay competitive. So there's upside there for him, you know, even if it's garbage time to get a couple of touchdowns. Etienne's a must start. Um, not sure how great the Chiefs are on the ground, um, but you're starting Etienne when he's getting 28 to 30 carries plus all the reception work. So, you know, he's, a, he's an absolute start. And then Christian Kirk, I'd probably even play him as com- with confidence. Um, and maybe, you know, the Zay Jones and Marvin Jones as low-end flexes for me. Okay, Tom, uh, follow on that. Yeah, nothing to add except if Ad Hardman sits then I would play Tony and I'm not okay. his biggest fan but that's good you worry about the usage me. though and you're worried that he's well not no get... no I think no, Hardman okay. they, they, it could be like for like there um, if I'm honest it's, it's, don't forget actually Tony came over in the bye week as well so he's actually been there two and a half weeks it's not just one he was there early in the bye week, so he's been there a while. I think last week they were like, right, okay, we got our three receivers. But if one of those three receivers sits, they, 
they're not trusting Sky Moore by the looks of things. He's had a lot of drops, Sky Moore, and fumbles. Um, his usage has gone down. Special um, teams so, as well, isn't it? I think yeah, special teams. I, I, so I think Tony gets on the field. Um, I mean, Hardman had nine targets. So I mean, I, I can't see, yeah. I can't see Tony yeah. getting six and nine. You know, he had six and nine last week. I can't even see him getting nine looks at this early. I mean, it's harder for wide receiver. I'd agree if it was a running back. But wide receiver takes a long time. Even if yeah, <laughs> but I don't. I just don't know. So he shouldn't be on your roster then. If Hardman sits, there's no way. You could, no, I, no, I you shouldn't be playing. No, shouldn't be, no, but I mean long. I mean longer term. I mean, I'm not this. It's only yeah. second week. Maybe you know, week fifteen, sixteen. He's integrated yeah, into the team. I don't know, but I wouldn't play him. But yeah. Well, he's better than it. I think he'd be more of a play than MBS, even without Hardman, because he's around the line of scrimmage. So I think it's it's more of a like for like swap. Um, you know, you think of Harvard and you think you think of Tony really more than MVS, I would say, uh, of, of a like for like player. So maybe they just keep the same system, put Tony in Harvard's place. It, it, that's what I'm thinking there. Probably gives everyone else a bump up as well in the running backs, but I don't think you can play any of them. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, Zay Jones is probably a good play this week. Um, and Marvin as well, actually. There could be a week where Jacksonville throw to keep up and uh, Etienne will get his points through the air. It's a bit worrying, actually. Etienne's catches have not gone up um, as much as I thought they would be. So it'd be interesting to see what happens when they get down in this game. Do they run Etienne, you know, 24 times a game, which are the last couple? He's obviously a must start, but let's see how he gets his points this week. It'd be interesting. Yeah, perfect. Um, all right, let's move on to the Browns in Miami then. Browns 3 and 5, Miami 6 and 3. Uh, Tony, we'll come back to you. Um, what's, so what's the over under on this one if you've got the page open because yeah, I'm interested in this game so 49 and a half so this is estimated to be a big one as well so I, I actually think I think this is a trap game this is a trap game and I think this is I think um, yes we saw the Dolphins run you know quite up and down the field and the other team has to come back but Cleveland don't do that they don't do that at all if they get if Cleveland get up they're going to suck the life out of this game um, and we know how they do that. The interesting thing here is the Miami's defense is getting a lot better against the run. So it could be strength on strength. And Miami's weakness, obviously, we all know that, is the throw. Um, you know, Mooney's and Komet's are scoring against them last week. So, you know, Amari Cooper and DPJ and Hunt should get their catches. Um, so, yeah, it feels like a little bit of a trap game, this. I don't know what the weather is like in Tampa, actually, considering we've just seen hurricane. <laughs> It's all right. Oh, I just saw a hurricane down there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I do think this is a trap game, so I'm going to call this now. There's no way I'm putting the over on this game, 49. So whatever that means for the players, you're obviously starting Hill and starting Waddle. You're starting Cooper because obviously the weakness is the throw-in, as we just said. I think you can pl- probably play Hunt in PPR comfortably, but I'd probably stay away from him in other formats, if I'm honest. But Jeff Wilson, I just want to make this one point. I think he's a much better player than most of it. So we'll see if what I said last week comes uh, even more but yeah, uh, in favour of Wilson this week. Yeah, I hope it does because I just bought him. <laughs> um, Rob? Just at the, I would start, I think both quarterbacks are starts, especially if you're going with Vegas on the, on the points total. Um, I think they're both, you know, solid, uh, solid streamers this week. Um, with you know, especially for Tua, the upside obviously of his two weapons that you never drop. Um, and obviously Cooper, you know, I'd, I'd expect if it does go the points way, then Cooper should have a big game. And obviously that that's going to come from Set's hands. So, so yeah, and obviously yeah, he's starting Chubb. Hunt, I, yeah, Hunt's a, a tricky one. I think if Antonio's right and it's a, it's a, you know, if Cleveland go up early, then it's probably Hunt is going to have a good game. But if Miami can get off to a quick start, get a quick you know early touchdown, and Cleveland are chasing. Um, even though Hunt usually gets the third down roll, I would be inclined to sit him based on that. So, so it's, it's either whether you agree with Antonio or agree with Vegas on, on how you think the game's going to be. Yeah, we'll, we'll check back in on that one then. Bold statements, Tone. Let's see if, you, uh, if you're right. Moving on to Houston then, 1-6-1 and one versus the Giants, 6-2. and two. Giants trying to roll on. Tone, we'll go to you first. Yeah, so um, I actually think, so in terms of, the, I would take the over on this because I'm pretty sure this will be a low over. And, uh, but I, I think, 41 yeah, so this one I can feel a little bit, I think there are a few more points will come from this game because Houston have got a really strange defense where they, 
they do shut down the wide receivers really well, especially the slot receivers. Um, but that's because the running backs get so much success. I think Barkley probably goes crazy in this game. Um, so, you know, he's a start. Damian Pierce can definitely be started, even though Giants defense is pretty strong. He gets too many touches to sit. Um, so they both started, both running backs. So the question is really um, on the receivers. And I think, um, you know, Nico Collins is worth a flyer if Cooks, uh, or even if even if Cooks doesn't come back, he probably should, shouldn't be on the wire anymore. Um, uh, and yeah, Slayton. Slayton's more of a outside receiver where Wandale Robinson's in the slot. I think Slayton, this game's more set up for Slayton on the outside. What I've read and what I've looked at the um, strength of the defense. So Darius Slayton and Collins, probably both on the, on the, on the wire. It wouldn't surprise me if I'm watching Red Zone and a couple of those uh, bigger receivers come through this game. And I think you can play Cooks. That's the final point. I think, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, We'll see some scores here on the wide receivers that we're not used to seeing. That's my prediction here. That another reason why is the tight ends have obviously not been talked about in this game because they shouldn't be. So you know, if points are being scored, they are going to be running backs and wide receivers. Yeah, Rob, add to that. Yeah, so uh, I'll just go over the quarterbacks. Um, I think both are probably um, a sit based on the over under. Um, so I, I would be confident in Mills or Jones, even though Jones has had a blow game. I think Antonio mentioned a couple weeks ago. He, he, you know, doesn't trust Jones right to do so. I guess he doesn't do it every single week. Uh, I think we just got to work, watch it for Damian Pierce because um, he's come up on the injury report with chest. I think it's chest and shoulder limited on Thursday, so he's one to watch because obviously if he sits. That could change the whole complexity of how the Texans play the game. Even though they got Burkhead, he's not Damian Pierce, um, as we found out after. A couple of the early weeks so one to watch there yeah and i i'm, I'm not sure again if nico collins is going to play this week he, again he was he was um touted to be out for the season so you know he's back to limited limited uh in training so again he's one to watch wouldn't i wouldn't feel confident starting him at the moment um cooks if he's active and fit then yeah i guess you know he's a low-end wide receiver three flex type player and on the giant side i would sit probably all receivers um Slayton, he's had seven, I think seven, three, six, six targets in his last four games. So that's pretty good for a, you know, for a flex, low end flex. So if you're desperate, you could play him. But uh, if it's a low employed points title, this could be the, um, again, this could be the Barkley and Pierce show. Could be on the ground. Mm. Yeah, could be. Wouldn't surprise if it is. Um, moving on to the Saints, then three and six versus Rob's favourite, the Steelers, two and six. Let's go to you first, Rob, because you've just acquired someone from the Steelers. So uh, talk us through this game. I'm having a Steelers week. Yeah, so I, I'm playing them as, in the defense as well this week, obviously. Oh, I, wow. think, um, I think they got Watts scheduled to come back. So that'll obviously um, give the ginger quarterback some problems um, if, he's still in, if he's still a starter this week. But yeah, the over under 40 points on this one. So, you know, mid, 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 mid of the, uh, middle tier sort of points uh, implied. Um, but yeah, if you go on Pittsburgh, um, I've acquired Pickens and I own him in a few others. I think this could be his, I'm not saying it could be his breakout game because we've already seen flashes, but this could be the start now, obviously, with Claypool gone, of him getting consistent targets. He's already shown he's got a good connection with Pickett and that'll grow over time. I think Antonio's a, a big fan of Pickett um, and the way he's, you know, he's, he's, he's started in the NFL. He throws lots of picks, but he's, he's throwing the yardage. So this is a game that you could see Pickens and Deontay getting you know, good con- concentration of targets, which is what we like to see. And it could be like, not like the Miami uh, receivers, but the similar similar thing in um, that it's only two now instead of guessing every week, is it going to be Claypool? Is it going to be picking? So I like that. Um, Frymouth is probably a, st- a good start as well um, because he likes to go to his tight end. And on the Saints side, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy in that you start Kamara, you start Alave. Though I think Olave in the last few weeks, his upside has come down a little bit with with Dalton, um, but he's good for you know he's good for double digits uh, most weeks depending on your formats. Um, but I would sit, I would probably sit Dalton, and I would probably stream Pickett as a as a good play, especially in Pittsburgh this week as a as a play that I like. Probably I probably have him over Cousins if we go back to the Cousins thing. I think I I have Pickett just above Cousins. 
Okay, Tony, add on. I think that uh, all Pittsburgh players are buys. I've said that a few times. I really do like Pickett and Stretch, and I think it starts this week. Deontay Johnson um, is a play, wide receiver three. Pickens is wide receiver three. Frymuth is a must start, and I keep an eye on the backfield because I've just picked up Warren uh, before actually the news came out. I, put, I actually put quite a big bid in him, thinking that people would cotton on to the fact that he was on the wire and Najee is not looking great. And then all of a sudden the chatter came out and I was like, okay, well now I feel a little bit better because <laughs> just spent a, a, a bit on him and no one else bid. But um, yeah, I think Warren looks a much better player. So we'll see if uh, Tomlin's got any guts in him and uh, sits, sits his star running back who's been pedestrian for a guy who just looks more explosive. We're seeing that across the board now. We've talked about Fortnite and White and we, we know about Zeke and Pollard. Um, we'll see who which coach has actually got the guts to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Pittsburgh's record helps that, uh, maybe helps that move. Um, let's move on to the Broncos then, three and five versus the Titans, five and three. We talked on the last show that, uh, that we looked at, looking at the Titans rolling on. Rob, we'll go to you first on this one. Um, any excitement around Russell Wilson? Not if I follow in Vegas. This the points implied for this one is thirty-seven and a half, which is dreadfully low. Um, in fact, you know that's probably one of the lowest you're going to see um, in in on the season. So, so yeah, I'm not optimistic. I think we both mentioned this last week. Um, I think Don was mentioned it before on Tennessee Titans defense is starting to look legit. They were unlucky, obviously, against the Chiefs, who was six in a row. So they're coming together. Love the coach, Rabel. Um, gets his, you know, gets his team working best he can. Tannehill should be back this week, so that should help. I don't know who's going to help because um, the receiving core is not great. Burks is apparently training again, but you can't really start Burks at this point uh, until you see something from him. Um, it's Derek Henry for for Titans, um, and and probably no one else. I, I would I wouldn't play Tannehill, especially with that points inside. And then for Denver. I would probably sit Wilson. I've heard a lot of people on the podcast I listen to say Wilson's a good start this week because they've had the bye week. I think everybody thinks when you have a bye week, you become back, you come back and you're going to be great, a great offense. Um, sometimes if you have a bye week, you're just a bad team. So it doesn't really matter if you have, you know, one week of rest to sort of fit, try and figure things out. I'm not sure what you're going to figure out in a week. So um, I, I would, yeah, reluctantly, I would probably, if you know, sit Wilson and try and look for one of these streets. I'd probably play Pickett go back to Pickett, I would play Pickett over Wilson. Um, and agree with Tony on that one. And then um, and then as far as the running backs, you can't trust any of them yet. Um, or any yet. You can't trust them full stop. They brought in Edmonds. You can't play Gordon. You can't start Murray. Um, you sit all running backs until you see someone establish themselves as the main guy. And then the receivers, you know, I've got Sutton in quite a few places. He's been very frustrating. Um, Judy's starting to see more of the looks from Russell, which is concerning for Sutton. But obviously the main reason why, why Sutton's struggling is because Dolchich is there. And as a tight end, you're probably starting him every week. I think you got him, Matt, in our league. So, um, yeah, he's had a lot of good target usage in the last few weeks and he's showing that he's going to be an established tight end next year. So that's the danger for Sutton and Judy. Can't really trust either of them. It's either one or the other normally on a week-to-week basis. But on this points and tally, you know, 30, 30 odd points, I would, if you had better options, I would probably sit all the wide receivers for the Broncos, but you probably have to play one of them because, you know, um, we're in, we're in bye weeks. So Tennessee's, uh, Tennessee's strength is the, against the run. We saw what um, Judy did against them. I think Judy's probably f- favorite, you know, in terms of a quicker player um, in and out of the breaks. If, if Tennessee do put pressure on Russ, you'll have to get out. Um, looking for that separation. So, yeah, I think Judy's probably, that's why he's probably higher ranked than certain on probably every format. Um, and he's shown more recently. Um, Dulcich is, is a play, I would say. Um, and, yeah, I'm keeping an eye on the Tennessee injuries, really. They've got Jeffrey Simmons up front, who's, who's in a boot, which is massive for them. Um, obviously, you want to target this defense if he plays, because they are red hot at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think I agree with you. Low scoring and stay away from the quarterbacks. And 
apart from everyone on the Titans, apart from Henry, as normal. Yeah, yeah. can't summarise it better than that. Henry's a smash. Um, let's look at the Colts. So the Raiders then. So we got Colts uh, three five one, Raiders two and six. Thoughts on this one, Rob? Well, I I don't know if you watched Twitter and you've seen um, the new coach's uh, speech that he's you know he's going to do his best. He's been around great players for years and years, um, and he'll know in seven or eight games whether it's you know whether he's a good coach or not, and whether he's got to sail off to the sunset. So very very interesting to see. But I think a lot of people are saying the Colts are going to just going to look into um, to tank. Um, they're not making it very you know they're making it pretty obvious um, that they are. Um, you can't start any of the court, but well, you can't start Ellinger. Carr again, I think um, I prefer Pickett over Carr, just going back to that one now as opposed to Cousins. But um, again, the low points total on this one is 41, so it's not great either. 20, you know, um, probably Jacobs is a start, but I, I will say the Colts are pretty good defensively, so this could be a bit of a you know, a drawn out affair. Maybe the Vegas, the Raiders' defense is probably a good play um, because Ellinger's not 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 good at all. Taylor's supposed to be back fully fit, so you've got to start Taylor, obviously. Um, and you'd hope that he can, you know, they can start establishing the run a bit more and and helping the team. But other than that, I would sit Pittman. I would sit PS. I would start Jacobs uh, as a low end RB two and. Obviously, Devontae Adams, you start. Hollins is a sneaky one, I think, with Waller on IR now, and I believe Renfro on IR. He's had some decent games when both of those have been out. So he's a he's a good, cheeky little flex. Um, he, you know, he's had some big games this season. Um, yeah. So yeah he, he's, he's, better against, he's better against man coverage. Colts don't play any man. So obviously, he's a bigger receiver. So I haven't seen any proof that he can actually sit down in the zone yet. I'm playing him. Immediately. Good stash though for the rest of the season, but Colts are very, very heavy zone, which means you know, quicker shift the receivers to better, not jump ball receivers. So yeah. Not no Hollins for me. Um although yeah, good good point about him um playing well when those other two are out, because they have to throw it somehow. I this is a game I don't want any a part of. You know, we talked about the 37, even the Tennessee game we just spoke about. There's players there, Dulcich, Judy, I'm okay with, Liz and Henry. I don't think there's anyone in this game apart from the two running backs. So the two running backs are in. Um, I think I'd go back to Taylor. Um, they wouldn't be dressing him unless he was fine. And that's it. Adams. Oh, Adams. Oh, Sorry. Adams. Yeah, Adams, Adams, Adams. Yeah. yeah, that's not a hard decision. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we're all, a lot of people are going to be wishing to finally see something from Taylor. Um, moving on to uh, a couple of players in this, we're wishing to see something from the Cowboys versus Green Bay, 6-2 and two Cowboys, 3-6 and six Green Bay. Um, we talked a bit about Green Bay last episode. Tony, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I think this is going to be... Um, is this prime time for Rodgers? Is this in the night game? Yeah, it's, it's the night okay, game. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I he did, he did all right at Buffalo, if you remember, and then that game he ended up throwing two touchdowns in that game, um, and I think he'll, he'll do okay there. The last time I remember Rogers was about five or six years ago in the stadium. He, he had a great game. Oh no, oh, no, sorry, is this at Lambo? All over the place, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. I do. I I think we're gonna get a good showing from Rogers. That's the bottom line. So I don't. I, uh, Lazard will be fine. We we'll play him. Um, Watson's a good. I think Watson, going back to Watson or Hollins, for example, that's a good one. Pick up and stream. I would rather play Watson over Hollins this week, for sure. Um, uh, I think Dobbs and Randall Carr, Watkins, they're all going to be out. So it could be just Lazard, um, Watson, and maybe Amari Rogers and Samari Toure or whatever his name is. So they, you know, maybe they go with those four. Probably makes, makes a Watson a, a pretty decent stash if you're not going to play him but he, desperation play is not bad um, Aaron Jones is the one to watch here though so if he plays um, I don't think you can play Dylan because defensively Dallas are great against the run so you know you're looking at the pass catches in this game this is why I think Rodgers would be okay because I don't think they'll get any success running the ball um, on the other side I think Pollard Zeke's still limited two days off the bye that's warning signs for me 50-50 split at best for Zeke my opinion out of this game 
he should be full after a buy if he was healthy, but he's not. They all know. We all see what Pollock can do when he's back to normal. Um, so I think it's a 50-50 split at best for Zeke, which means that you know if they want to tip it in Pollard's favour, they probably can off the back of this buy. Um, and you're only starting Lamb and Schultz in the pass catching. I would stay away from Dak this week. I'm scared by this game. Um, I think they get success running the ball against the Packers. So how much does Dak have to throw? Would be my question. But yeah, you know, uh, nice game this one compared to the other couple that we've talked about. Yeah, as well. Anything to add to that? I mean, it's 43 points the the total. So middle of the road again. Just on on. I think we did mention CD Lamb. Probably still. You've got to obviously give you a starting lamb, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say he's a wide receiver one this week based on, I agree with Tony, I think this could be um, a game where the pa- Dallas impose their run game because the Packers can't, you know, Packers are just, you know, lost so many players um, on their line as well. So I would just, yeah, I, I think it could be those or not Prescott in my hand. So yeah, sit all, sit all the receivers for Packers for me and, um, and start. I don't know if I'd so you wouldn't play, you play Lazard, you wouldn't play Lazard or Watson. You said sit I certainly wouldn't play Watson. Yeah, I wouldn't play Watson. Oh yeah, sorry, the Lazard probably if he's yeah, I, yeah. But I wouldn't be. They can have success. I think they can Dallas have success against Dallas, Dallas defense. Dallas defense is legit as well, isn't it? So well, at the at the at the reception, really. you reckon? I think they could all over the place. I, I think yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be confident in Lazard, but I would certainly sit everyone else. I'd even sit. I mean, Aaron Jones, I don't know if he's going to play, but you know, mm. if they both play, like you said, yeah, you go Jones. If they don't, go Dylan. Um, but you can't play Dylan if Jones plays. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, agreed. I'm, I'm doing it in one of my lineups. Um, Cardinals then, three and six uh, versus the Rams, three and five. Rob, you first. Thoughts? So 40 and a half on this one. So... Um... Stafford's out for me. I, I don't see how he plays if he's in the concussion protocol. He's, he's not in the con- he's not in the protocol, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's mm. he's got a concussion, hasn't he? So no, but I don't think he's. It's, it's strange. I don't think he's in the. I, I think they might. So he's not in the. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he sat the last two days. Yeah, he sat the last two days in the protocol. So uh, we had this offline, uh, me and Antonio. Basically, what's happened, even though if, if they follow the the, the, um, the, the protocol, they can, um, in theory, play on the same week. But I haven't seen anybody this season not have a week off, especially with all the, the you know all the problems with Tua. And Christian Watson did. Last no, but it wasn't. It wasn't a concussion. But it wasn't. Oh, really? a, it's not a concussion. No, that's why he's playing Sunday. So, no. Generally speaking, at the moment, they're, they're not. They're not playing. So, I, for me personally, in my opinion, I don't think Stafford plays Sunday. So. Um, that's alarm bells, obviously, for Cooper Cup. Um, though you will play him, you've just got a temper expectation that he's not going to get the sort of... you probably get the target. you probably get peppered targets, but they're not going to be useful targets. So PPR, you're going to still love him. But in half and none, just temper expectations this week. Um, but you can't really play anybody else. The running game's a mess, so don't play them. And obviously the receivers, <clears throat> other than Cup, you do not play. And then on the, on the Cardinals side, Murray's obviously struggling as well with a hamstring. He's likely to probably, I would imagine he plays, um, but maybe again, temper his expectation with his running game for him. So, yeah, I'm not big on Murray this week. I think if you've got better options, um, I don't know if it's a bold statement, I'd probably start picking on Murray this week. That's, yeah, that's bold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. A bit, just, based on the Ram, just based on the Rams front as well, you know, obviously with Donald mm. and co., they're gonna, they, especially if he can't, if he can't dash around like he does, um, they're gonna mm. get to him. So, so yeah, Murray, I'm, I'm probably low. The, the, the Arizona Cardinals are a mess um, offensively. He's arguing every ten minutes on the sideline. So, you know, he has one bad sack, and he's gonna be, he's gonna be kicking off with everyone. So, just temper expectations with Murray this week. We call him for me. I'd probably look at other options. Connor, you probably can start him with confidence this week, just based on. Um, Based on his usage from last week, you know he came straight back in, looked good, got a lot of. Looked good, yeah. So yeah, so I, I would probably play Connor. Um, you just gotta hope he stays healthy, because you know um, he's always going down. Benjamin's probably a sit now. Just gotta hold on to him as a as a handcuff. And then Hopkins, you start. Rondell Moore, I was la- I was wrong last week. Um, 
I'd probably say he's a good start this week because I think if he is going to get pressured, Murray's going to look to the guy on the line, and that's been Rondell a lot. So again, in PPR formats, uh, you start him, but um, nothing else really. And that's pretty much it. I mean, tight ends, I wouldn't start Higby or Ertz. Ertz, you've got, I mean, he's a, you know, probably haven't got much else option, so he's, he's got a touchdown last week, so probably play him, but um, I'm not confident in I'm not confident in this game at all. Well, I see. Tony, anything to add on that? Uh, yeah, I, so Stafford hasn't been great anyway. He's been good for Cup, obviously, but in terms of the Rams, I don't think they miss a step with uh, Walford in or whatever. Not not to say that you're playing him, but it just means the offense won't be as bad, uh, you know, drastically worse because they just haven't been that good anyway. Um, yeah, the last time we saw Kyler in this stadium was an absolute mess, wasn't it? He threw the um, pick six from his end zone and uh, they went out of the playoffs. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. It might have been last year. Um, yeah, if he can't run, it probably means the pass catchers like Rondell Moore, Hopkins is close to the line of scrimmage as well. Those and it's, those three can be played, um, especially if you can't scramble around. Um, but yeah, James Conner's a good shout. He, I can't, you know, said this last week, went back straight to a 72% workload. Um, can't run against the Rams, but, you know, a zone team, which the Rams are, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw quite a lot of screens to Conner, so I think you'll get his catches. Uh, on the other side, I don't think you'll play around running back, but nothing's new there. Um, and it's just cut, really. I mean, you could have a look at Robinson this week. Uh, because they do shut down the number one receiver for, uh, you know, the Cardinals are probably pretty good against the number one receiver. And actually, Robinson might have been his game against the Cardinals where he blew up last time, but no Stafford might put that to bed. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. Good summary, both. The, um, let's move on to the Chargers then, five and three versus Sam Fran, four and four. Um, two great running backs in this one. A lot of great players in this one. Uh, Rob, let's go to you first. So yeah, the um, points implied is forty-five and a half. So expect a big game here in um, yeah in San Francisco. Um, both quarterbacks, I would start. Obviously, Herbert hasn't had the best of time, but I still think you, you start him in a high high points implied. Um, same with Garoppolo, who's looked good lately. And on the 49ers side, so McCaffrey must start. Um, obviously, and then the receivers, Debo's coming back. You play him, but I would I'd like to see the usage. This is a big game for me to see how it all works if they're all on the field together because obviously Debo hasn't been on the field with McCaffrey so I like to see how that irons out and who gets the most you know who gets the looks in the receiver core Ayuk um, he's been good when he's Debo's out so my theory is if Ayuk if Debo plays you probably look elsewhere for Ayuk so I would probably sit Ayuk um, if I had any better options but you might not in the bye weeks on then Kittle again yeah you play him because you know it's tight end there's no one else and then on the charges Obviously, we've already said Eckler is a must start. Um, and then Palmer's probably a good play this week. I think Antonio played him last week and hours. He's probably still good just because they got no one else. Carter, if you if you like a PPR format, probably he's a, you know, he's a look, but I wouldn't play him in any other format other than full PPR. And Everett, I said Everett last week. I'll go back to him again this week. You know, he had the targets eight in the tight end world. That's pretty impressive. So, you know, when you're playing players like Pitts instead of him, um, then you've got to feel confident with Gerald Everett. So, yeah, play Everett. Uh, Tony? Nothing to add. I would start Ayuk in a high-scoring game. I just want to add that one. No matter if Sam, Samuel's there, I think this is high-scoring enough that you can trust uh, all three of them and McCaffrey. See what happens. Because I think yeah. this has got shootout potential. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, this will be a good one to watch. Um, finally, then, Washington, 4-5. Philadelphia 8-0. Tony? So the last time these two played, was this the game where Hurts threw all over the place? Uh, I think it might have been. Um, But I I think this might have been Devonta Smith's blow-up game. Yeah, he had 37... uh, No, Washington, week three, 27 points. Just to Devonta Smith. Oh, yeah, I'll have to check that. Carry on. I think it is. And that makes sense because they are really good against the run. Um, and that hasn't changed. I've watched Washington. Yeah. Darwin Cook last week 
got his catch. If he didn't get that catch, he was getting about 4.5 points last week. So I think, again, this is trust your receivers. Devon Smith's a good player. I'm playing against him. I've seen that already, which is not great. But I think he's a good play this week. Um, and I would trust the, again, I think, uh, on the other side. Now, it, it, the game script's going to depend here because you can run on the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't think you know, throwing is great against them. So it's the complete opposite to what I just said about the other team. When that usually happens, it all depends on who goes up first and how the game goes. Um, because, you know, Robinson and Gibson probably will get lanes through the Philadelphia defense. But really, um, you don't really want to trust those two against the Philly defense. Um, and then, you know, I, McLaurin and uh, Curtis Samuel are a big danger, danger wide receiver threes for me this week. Nothing better than that. Rob, anything to add on there? No, not much. It's at 44 points. So, yeah, it's a divisional games. Um, uh, yeah, this could be a, this could be a, an Eagles sort of just suffocate the, the um, commanders or football team. But, yeah, I would probably, just, just going back to the, I think everyone with the Eagles, we all know, yeah, you start your, your wide receiver, you start Goddard, you start Hurts, but just on the Washington. I think Gibson might have a, a sneaky good week, even though on paper it doesn't look great for Philly. But I can see him, you know, if, if McKissick is out, he's going to get all the receptions uh, in this game because Robinson doesn't catch the ball. So, you know, PPR formats, uh, half and full, is probably a, a good flex this week. Uh, but yeah, I agree with Tony. Stay away from McLaurin and Sam. Okay. okay, perfect. I mean, we got through a, a hell of a lot of games there. Um, and we'll be back to get to... to... So that's the preview. We'll be back to review next week um, mm-hmm. and we can see if we need to walk back any of these uh, these bold statements or piece of insight. But uh, thanks as always for joining, gents. Thanks as always for listening. Um, anyone who, who hung on with us. Um, and yeah, this was, uh, we'll keep this format really good going through the games. Anything you guys want to plug or add before we go? Nothing. Big week for everyone. Yeah. Do or, die, do or die for a lot of uh, fancy teams out there. So when you hear us next week, we'll have Matt and Rebecca will be crying, and uh, we'll see what happens. I've that. been crying all year, but yeah, if anyone needs a pep talk, you got it there. We'll have to clip that <laughs> and share it out. Do or die. But yeah, right, do we'll be die. back next week. Have a good weekend, run. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore playactionpass and our website playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content. So check out the feed, check out the website. Uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content. So please do play to us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts, uh, anything we can do to improve, anything you like, what you want to see more of, all of your questions. Uh, and we'll answer those on the show or we'll answer them on feed depending on their agency um, to reach out to us individually find Tony at LightTech7 Rob at TeamBest10 and me at MattMayFF on Twitter like I said send us your questions we'll answer them on the next episode or if it's super urgent we'll get back to you on Twitter thanks so much for listening and support the show